Hi, everyone. This is Brian Drury of Overcoming Graduation, and you're listening to the Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 186 of Chasing Dreams. Before I get too far, guys, first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by our 2019 Fundathon supporters. Fundathon is our fundraising efforts to keep this show on the air till March 2020. To do that, we need to raise $13,000 and we're on our way, but we still need your help. If you'd like to donate, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And Dream Chasers, two things I want to remind you of, whether it's for us or another charity or cause you want to support. One, it's not the size of the donation that matters. So if you can't donate a lot, think nothing of it. Know that I appreciate the $12 donations just as much as the other donations, because I know that's your lunch money. That's your money to go see a movie or go out. So regardless of how much money you can give, your donation is important, and I thank you for your generosity. And two, please don't wait for someone else to help out. You can't control the actions of others, only your own. We can't reach the goal without your help. Again, if you'd like to support us, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And to all those who have donated so far, thank you. So guys, we are a week out from the Fundathon. And because of you and your efforts and your donations, we have raised $2,931 as of March 29th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means the world to me, honestly. And uh, for those who want to donate, please don't wait. Go ahead over to amyj21.com slash donate, and you can do so there. One of the things that we are trying to do as Dream Chasers is, and as a host for this podcast, is not only have inspirational stories to share with you, but also to touch back on past guests and see how is their dream chase going. You know, it's one thing to, to be in a good place one moment, but, you know, two, three years down the line, are they still feeling the same way they were back then when we first talked to them? And, you know, as I said earlier in this new year, beginning of the month, each month, we're going to try and talk with a past guest and see what's going on with them. And today I have an awesome one, Brian Drury. He is back and we're going to talk with him and see how things are going. You guys don't remember, Brian was on the show back on episode 44. It aired about June 2016. He's the founder of Overcoming Graduation, the creator and host of the Overcoming Graduation podcast, a professional speaker, a coach, and the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, The First Step. Through his work, he helps teach young adults everything he wished he had known about habits and mindset to help them create their dream lives starting today. One of Brian's recent speeches went viral and has reached over 14.7 million people around the world and is now featured as one of Goldcast's top inspiring videos. 
Brian also has a passion for travel. He speaks three languages, having taught himself how to speak Portuguese in just seven months, and has traveled to 17 different countries around the world. Brian wants everyone, young and old, to realize that their dream life is within their reach if they are willing to think differently and take action. And I'm so glad we were able to catch up with Brian and see how things have been going. He's been on the fast track, guys. So check it out. Brian, welcome back. What's up, Amy? How you been? Oh, my gosh, man. You, it has been over, it's been over two years. It's about two and a half because uh, mm-hmm. you were on, I think, in June, uh, episode 44. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was June 8th, 2016. It's wow. been a minute. It's been a minute. And one of the, one of the things, you know, with this new year, we're in our third year of chasing dreams that we wanted to do was let's touch back with the people we've talked to, you know, what's going on with them. They said they were chasing their dreams. Has life circumstance changed that? So I got to ask you, Brian, are you still chasing your dream? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In spite of all the craziness and all the chaos that life brings. Hell yes. And since 2016, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine or really reconcile how much has changed because I mean, where I was at in 2016 and we met at podcast movement back yes. in, was it 2015? I think. Yeah, uh, uh, yes. 2015. Yeah. In 2015. Mm-hmm. So to see how much has changed, because I know as people like you and I, we t- when we're driving towards our dreams, we're trying to make things happen. We can be extremely critical of ourselves and get so forward focused yep. that we don't ever stop to look back and see how far we've come. It's actually part of the reason I love being interviewed is because it, I, I take a moment to stop. Whereas in my day-to-day life, I'm getting better at it, but I typically don't stop and look back and go, wow this is amazing. Look what's coming. And so just to think that it's been two years since you and I spoke, I'm like, oh my God, so much has happened in these past two right? years. Yeah, that, that is so true in, in everything, right? The fact that I said we were three years, how far we are, that you are, you know, we're, we are almost, I think, 10 away from, from 200. The fact that we haven't mm-hmm. talked, I've been following you as a friend uh, on how things have changed. And I was like, oh, Brian has to come back. We have (laughs) because so much has happened, but you don't realize how much has happened until you get faced with the, hey, so what's happened? And you have to force yourself Mm -hmm. to think, huh, what's happened? One of the biggest things for you is you are no longer in the same place you were two years ago. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. Where are you now? So currently I live in uh, Orange County in Southern California. And where were you coming from? North Carolina was the last step, but there have been a variety of steps since then. Mm -hmm. And so with the work that I do, one of the main things that I will focus on myself, because I'm like, anything I'm going to be teaching, I need to be doing. I need to know how to do. I need to be involved with, because I'm like, in order to come from a place of integrity, I need to be doing that. But over the years, I had a variety of different places I lived and places I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I said, incrementally, step by step, how can I get there? Because when I was in college and about to graduate, I said, oh, you know, people always ask, where do you want to go? Where, you know, what's your dream? If you could take the ideal step. And I said, big city, warm weather, on the coast, lots of diversity, lots going on, mm-hmm. like international if possible. That'd be sick. Where did I end up? Appleton, Wisconsin about the smell, like complete opposite in just every respect. I'm like, blink, blink, <laughs> blink, blink. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, spent over two years there. And did that have any? Did that hit any of those asks that you had? It's not on the no, coast. No, not a single one. It's not is it single- warm? Is it diverse? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking you didn't hit anything. Yeah, not a single one. Mm. But the I did hit were the things that I wanted to focus on for my goals in terms of my career. Okay. And this first step. So that's something that I really emphasize with people is don't get so caught up in the things that you're missing. What's your highest priority right now? What is the main thing? And for me at that time, I said, I promised my parents I would find a way to pay my student loans because I graduated with 80 grand in student loans from Penn State. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I accepted that responsibility. And that's important to me that I make sure it's not just important, it's paramount. And so I said, OK, I need I, I need to and want to find a job that pays me enough that I can pay my student loans and maybe save a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to use my foreign language skills because at that time I spoke just Spanish and I just come back from study abroad and I, and I was like, and I want to work in a major company that has the opportunity for me to travel in the future. Sure. And so that was where I started. This is before any of my entrepreneurship or any of my business or blogs or anything like that. And I found a job that had that. And so I said, okay, Brian, these are my top, these are your top priorities right now. Let's take that first step and then continue to evolve over time. And then the steps that I took continually, I got clearer and clearer on what I wanted in that moment and what I wanted in the bigger picture of my life, and then would find ways to make that happen. And what I've often found is the main components of making lasting change and really shifting your life the way you want is being willing to think differently and take uncommon action. Mm. Those two things make all the difference when it comes to realizing a dream. You know what's beautiful about what you just said is the fact that not focusing on what you're missing, but also the fact that you were open to the idea that the next step you take is the step to be taken. And how does things right. evolve from that step? Not right. what am I missing or just even this is I'm not there yet, but accepting right. the fact that that next step is a part of the journey to where you want to get. But you also got clearer from it because <clears throat> of the experience the next step gave you. Right. Exactly. How many people struggle with the fact that, hey, I want to go from A to to J, but <sighs> it has to for be for <laughs> But it has <laughs> you saw you saw it in there. But it has to be B C D E F G H I J. Mm-hmm. When there's also the possibility of going outside of the norm and going straight A yeah. to J or whatever the, whatever mm-hmm. the in between could be, but that there are infinite possibilities to get us there. You know crazier is when we come to the realization that sometimes we're not even meant to go A, a to J, A to Z. Yep. It's meant to be 1, 2, 7, B, 11, and we just make up our own language at some point because I would be a complete... Uh, is cursing acceptable on your show? Or uh, are we are we clean? Clean. Bleep it, right. it for me. Bleep it for me. I will restrain my not my New Jersey-ness because uh, <laughs> that's where I'm from, so everybody knows. So, But... Um, for our own nonsense or BS, okay? Like, there you go. Um, what's, what, I, I would be a huge BSer, mm-hmm. uh, if I tried to pretend like it was super clear and I understood this going into it and that I took these steps with this real clarity, like, oh, I'm going to take this step as an incremental step and therefore I'm going to, and I'm going to be celebrating the whole ride and not focusing on what I mean. I did all of that. Mm-hmm. I still do that. It's like I still at times... In, 
am getting too future focused. I still yeah. at times am losing sight of all the beauty around me. And it's like, so I'm getting better. And that's the other thing, exactly like you said, it's recognizing like we don't need to get from here to here and the other piece, like we don't need to get from here to here right now. Mm-hmm. But also the much bigger and deeper thing is if we think this is going to make us happy once we get here, and that's the only thing that we're attributing to our happiness and our connection and our joy in life, it is the most dangerous trap. When it comes to business success, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to this, because when I was younger, I thought it was relationships. I thought, you know, once I get, uh, you know, get to be with an amazing girl, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then I would do that. And then I'd be like, oh, it's not this. Well, maybe, maybe I need to grow my podcast. Oh, I did that. Now what? I'm still not happy. Well, what? and it just becomes now what for the rest of your life until you pause and do what we're doing and just go, what really matters to me? And if I can't find ways to find joy now, I'm never going to find it. I may, I may have flickers. I may have moments, uh, you know, and the big thing comes and holy sh- crap, this is amazing. And it's like, this is unbelievable. But what, at, what the, then, then what? Genius. And if the whole thing highs, you know, it's like, it, it's like any other drug. It's like you become addicted to that and you have all the negative effects that come outside of any addiction. It's so true. It's so true. And, and I, I'm here. Um, and for those on audio in my mind, I'm and here. I'm like, yes, preach, Brian, preach. <laughs> because, because you're absolutely right. How often do we expect the end goal to be the happiness we want it to be? And that it's not really fair. It's not really fair to the end goal. It's not really fair to the people in our lives to rely on something else to make us happy when true happiness, brace yourselves, comes from within. Mm-hmm. You know, and to what you said, we don't give and and you said it on the last uh, podcast you were on also in episode 44 about how we think that our life is laid out. One, two, three. Right. High school, college, job. Once we have all that happiness is there. And unfortunately, guys, you check the mark, check the boxes. Unfortunately, that's not what works. And, you know, for you to have that enlightenment, to share that enlightenment with people is awesome because, you know, that's what we, we need to be sharing with people. You know, it yes. doesn't work like that. And I mm-hmm. think that's a, st- it's a, it's not a stigma, but I think it's something that society has developed within us that's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. What I think is so critical to realize is I could paint my life mm-hmm. in a very in, in a way that would have people going, oh, wow, he's got it all figured out. And that would be totally inauthentic and that would be totally untrue. Yeah. Like I could tell you about some of the experiences of the things I've accomplished. And we as a society tend to attribute more value to these big accomplishments than how a person lives or feels day to day. So I moved to California just a year and two months ago, almost to the day. And one of the things I said, I've worked with incredible mentors and coaches. I've read, I've Mm -hmm. studied this stuff. So I knew I'm like, listen, I've said for a long time, that's my happy place here. And that's where I want to be. But I know getting there, just being there doesn't necessarily, or doesn't mean that all my problems disappear. And that everything's suddenly sunshine and rainbows. Because I think that's another dangerous thing that we're taught in society, that if you're not feeling good all the time, there's something wrong with you, mm-hmm. which generally leads to a like a downward cycle of anxiety because sure. we go, 
wait, I'm not feeling good today, but I'm supposed to feel good all the time. So something's got to be wrong. Let me find something to be wrong. And whatever, this is one of the best lessons I've learned. The quality of our life is largely influenced by the quality of the questions we ask. When you ask a question, we're, we devour questions as human beings. Sometimes we just ask really horrible, weak, bad questions that don't serve us. And so when we go, oh, you know what? Something's got to be wrong. Other, other than just, listen, dude, you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Maybe just get some more sleep and just boom, be done. Or what can I do right now to make it better or to have fun or to appreciate the moment? We go, what could it be? Well, you know, I mean, I'm feeling pretty insecure about my body right now. And I haven't dated in a while. That's probably why. And then, and then it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And one of the most incredible lessons I've learned recently, because like I said, this is very timely in that you said so much has transpired and so much has changed, so much has been accomplished in this time. True. And there's also been some crazy challenges, like even just within the past couple of weeks in my life, where I felt overwhelming anxiety, I felt tension, I felt stress, to the point of I have never felt those levels of anxiety since my mom was battling cancer and then ultimately passed from cancer. Mm. And the strangest thing was in this experience was I was like, what is this? Like back then, I always knew why. Even when I felt just totally off, when I was depressed, when I was anxious, when I was scared, when I felt like I couldn't even get off the couch. When I had those times, I went, well, I I wouldn't want to say the words, but I I knew mom's dying. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always had something there, but I think what scares people even more is when we go, I feel so messed up and I don't know why. Or it's something small. And what recently happened that was an impetus for this was multiple back-to-back trips, one for work, one to go home and meet my nephew, which was incredible. You know, I got to hold him when he's 15 days old. And, but then being tired, getting away from my self-care. And this is something I want people to hear is like, I teach this stuff and I still fall off track. I still have issues. I still have things I battle. Yeah. We all do. But in this trip home, I said, so I injured my foot and doctor said, you know, need to take some rest. I normally love working out and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a time off from rest or or to time off from exercise. But then I went, you know what? Additionally, I'm just going to take time off from all my self-care. I do a lot of daily self-care. I said, you know what? I'm just going to stop all of it. And living in extremes is something I've done for most of my life. And Mm -hmm. it's either like, you know, strict discipline, binge eating, like I'm a super, I, I'm now going to crush my Right. And yeah. so I'm learning to live in a healthier, happier medium for me. It's like, you know, when I was in college, uh, I'm not drinking tonight, 10 beers, you know, it's like, it, it would be all across right. the spectrum. Right. And so living in these extremes, this is another instance of that was I said, ah, you know what, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just going to take a break from everything. And then I started to feel worse. I started to feel off. I started to feel more stress and tension. Work was crazier than expected. I wasn't taking care of my sleep routines. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't meditating, journaling. I wasn't doing any. I wasn't doing my ice cold showers. None of this. You took off all your self-care routines. Exactly. Exactly. Pulled them all away. And it led to a lot of stress and tension between me and my dad. Mm. What ultimately led to the deepest, most honest, most open conversation with my dad that I've ever had, where I brought up things throughout my entire life, where I brought up things from my childhood, where I was like, 
you know, that I didn't like the way you responded to anger or, you know, I brought up things that I had thought about, but never said, but I also said to him like, but dad, this stuff isn't your fault. These feelings, these emotions are my chosen responses. I'm just letting you know where I'm at. And I want to get this out because I want our relationship to improve. And I felt a big release after that because I was like, I realized the person that I was holding back from being honest with the most in my life was my dad. Because mm-hmm. I still had this image in my mind of dad and me, right? Like, dad, you know, I'm always going to be the son. Right. I'm always going to feel like a little kid. And then in that moment, with the help of a friend who I called when I was feeling super angry, she, you know, she was like, listen, like, you know, wait until like take, get whatever space you need to be able to have this conversation with love. Because, you know, if you just explode and blow up, right. this, you're not going to be happy. About it's the opposite of what you're looking for. Right. Exactly. And so I had this conversation. And many times when people are in a journey of personal development, and when I say that, I mean, people like, well, like you and I who are doing the real work and going deep into things mm-hmm. and having the honest conversations versus like the perceived nonsense personal development where it's like, just say everything's great and it's great. It's like, nah, dude. Going like, through the motions without the action. Yeah. Exactly. And one of the biggest things that has come through this was I was in this, this anxious state. I was like... I felt like, oh, big release. Now I'm done. And then I had all this turmoil after. And so I talked to one of my mentors. This is why I recommend everyone has a coach or a mentor. Like it has changed my life so dramatically. And I talked to him. He said, get back to basics. And he said, but also recognize you're not the only one battling things. You know, you have a dad who's coming up on retirement, who's selling the house. He's coming to a new phase in his life. Mm-hmm. Things are different. And so... I also recognized that I needed to step away from things that I had, the identities that I didn't like, that I was blaming on other people. You know, I was like, well, when I'm with dad, I feel like a kid sometimes or most of the time. But instead of going, that's his fault. And I played the victim in so many different areas of my life. In fact, a lot of my personal development, the greatest core of it has been addressing being honest with myself, either myself calling out or having coaches call out or friends or mentors where I'm playing the victim. And then stepping into what I've heard Jocko Willink or call Mark Manson and the subtle art of not giving an F, which I won't say because it's clean. Uh, it's like taking full responsibility. And it's easy to say, and it's sexy to say, it's, oh, cool. Respond- yeah, I'm going to be responsible. Thing, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the hip thing to say. But, on the other side of that means there's that excitement like, oh, my life is in my hands. But there's also my life is in my hands. So I can't blame anymore. I can't point fingers. And so when we take full responsibility for our actions, that means when someone, when we look and go, it's their fault or this triggered that, or we're looking, blaming society, we're blaming the government, we're blaming some external force for where we're at currently. It's taking that real check and going, do you want to own your life or not? Or do you want to sit and blame other people, other things, other circumstances? And so, although like in many situations where people will see what I share on social media and I attempt to be very honest and share some of the dark or share some of the intense times, there has been a noticeable gap. It was planned at first, the beginning of this year to start getting things set up and for a bigger year, start to put some things in place, get set up in California, et cetera. But then there were some emotional challenges that I've been facing that I wanted to work through more so that I could share the messages I've been learning Mm -hmm. and still working through them. 
And for anybody out there who's going through that chaos and that, that kind of hell right now, just know that one, when we start to always look for more problems, like I said, the mind is going to find them. And unless, and if you're seeking help, whether that's therapy or a coach or a counselor or a friend, be sure that that, that assistance is leading you to take different action to shift it, not just talk and talk and talk and talk about problems and talk about problems. Because when we take responsibility, there's nobody else to blame about what actions we need to take. Because if we say, well, maybe I should be eating better, we take it. If we say, maybe I should be getting up earlier, we take it. Even if we don't know exactly what the results will be, we take action, we take responsibility. And my life in the past couple of days, having made that shift has been shifting dramatically and I'm enjoying things more and more. You know, it's interesting because we, we talk about it and, and in the way you said it, right, we, when you go through extremes, right, and you give away all of self-care because you're like, uh-huh. I deserve it. Today's the time. You know, it's hard to realize we got to find that in between. And for me, as we're recording this, this is after the Fundathon that we put together mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. aired and it was like a crazy hectic week for me. And I said, hey, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I am off. I am taking time for myself. And it is hard. It is mm-hmm. hard because I I want to do the entire opposite of just doing nothing. But at the same time, uh, that stresses me out. You know, I have yeah. to find the in-between that allows me to do something without intensity, but also the ability to relax. And mm-hmm. I used to be able to do it. it you know, it's, it's just a matter of being <laughs> conscious of it. But to your point, you know, if you don't do that, if I don't, people will say, Amy, don't do anything. And you guys say it and it's very easy to say. It's very hard to do. And you got because I can't go to the extreme of doing nothing. I have to find mm-hmm. something that makes me feel like I'm being productive without mm-hmm. stressing me out. And so talking about uh, extremes and spectrums, that's absolutely how we operate. We're either 100 percent in on working or 100% in on relaxing. And uh, it's important to find the medium that allows us to not stress, but also take care of ourselves, Because mm. that's the balance that I have to find. And, you know, why I say self-care is important is something I don't think people focus enough on nowadays. And I don't think people focus enough on mental health nowadays, because what will happen is if I don't, is what you said. I will spiral. I will get anxious. I will get mm. stressed. I will start, you know, over, I will start binge eating. I will start, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff triggers one another. It's it's a domino effect. But, yeah. you know, it's something that you have to figure out for yourself because you you have done it. And so you've, you've kind of found this journey. You've gotten to the place where you are. But what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing is it's an ongoing process. Hundred percent, and it always will be. Yeah, it's accepting and that. The, yeah, it's accepting that, and also embracing it. Because mm-hmm. accepting it, like where I like to, because people like you and I, we can't understand what people just do nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, why? Why? Because we feel this compulsion and this drive to do more, but we take that to the extreme. Yes. We don't rest. We don't take care of mm-hmm. ourselves, and then we wonder why we feel exhausted, tired. We got massive bags under our eyes all the time, but we're like, but I'm working for my dream. Yeah. But so you want to know what's been the most helpful for me mm-hmm. in all of that. 
because like you said, I, I had the same thing. I'm like, I can't, I can't just, I would be sitting. Oh, okay. I've earned my rest time. Okay. I'm going to watch a movie. I like watching movies. I'm going to sit and watch a movie. Ah. Okay. All right. I, um, you're <laughs> doing something. Maybe, maybe I, well, all right. You know what? If I'm productive and if, if I fold my laundry while I'm watching the movie, then later I'll have more time to work on a podcast episode. Then I can develop that next product. And down, yeah, it sounds a little familiar, doesn't I'm, it? I'm feeling a little attacked right now with being faced with what happened just yesterday um, um, on this very couch <laughs> watching a movie. Uh-huh. I had, uh-huh. yes, I cannot confirm nor deny, but my actions in the back that I can't stop smiling is like, Brian, did you have a camera in here? Like, what are you talking about, man? Just, yeah. No, I just uh, connected a microphone to my internal dialogue. That's all it took. So... Here's what I have found that helped. Uh, first thing, I literally, and it's, this is, like I said, appropriate timing, because this is literally on a sticky note that I just wrote, wrote, and I have stuck up on my computer monitor, and I have written on my whiteboard, like, because I need this everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, really get it. Got it. Remove the consequences. Okay? Like, part of what we do as, and, and it is, we have, we have to also be aware of where society glorifies behaviors that are unhealthy for us and where we are living in behaviors and habits that we see as desirable in some way, like all oh, the, the most driven people, the most committed people in order to be committed, you never can take a rest. You can't stop. Mm-hmm. So if I want to be that person, if I want to be perceived as that person is the even bigger piece, then I need to always be going and I can't take breaks because this is the identity I'm assuming. And I, my, a buddy of mine, because I was going through all that anxiety, it's the first time that I reached out for therapy since my mom uh, was mm-hmm. battling cancer. Um, and then realized, I don't think this is what I need. I don't need to just be talking. I need to be acting. Mm-hmm. The reason I think that we, and here, but here's the bigger thing, because y- you and I go, great, action, business. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not nine more podcasts, ep- uh, episodes edited, not planning the next six months of interviews, not that. It's living life now and removing the consequences when the action doesn't occur. Now, I'm not saying don't have discipline because like we said, this is a balancing act and people spend their lives learning this. But here is what I'm talking about. What I used to do without even realizing it until re-listening to this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough. It's like, I would go, okay. Actually, no, it might've been a podcast that I was listening. It was recently, I heard this idea of remove the consequences. And essentially it would be, okay, today my goals are to edit three podcasts and to submit that paperwork and schedule my tax appointment and do this and this and this. And some of these are like real things right now. And I would go, great. And you know what? Let's say I I loaded up that to-do list. I have my whiteboard just covered with stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, 20 things knock out 19 and i would go and my focus would be there and then i would go damn it blew it messed up today and then the negative self-talk would start and then i would go all right these are the things i'm going to do today but there was this fear and trepidation that if i did not bad and i never really clearly defined what that was Mm -hmm. i just said i need to do these things 
because, because why? It's because I have to, because if I want to be successful, because if I want to be, if I want to have a good life, I, I need to work. I need to push. I need to this, this. And I'm like, great. How's that been working for the past five years, 10 years, 20 years? How's that been going, Brian? It's like bad in some ways, in some ways good. And it's like, and it's like, do you want bad? No. <laughs> Why are you getting defensive? I'm not defensive. And it's like, that's our internal dialogue sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, I guarantee I love framing it like that. Even if people think I'm maybe schizophrenic when I do that, but it's like the internal voices it that is. we have. It is. And when we remove the consequences, this is what it looks like. It's like, all right, I'm going to do these things today. And if I don't, I'm going to recalibrate and adjust. Yeah. I'm also going to ask myself, are these important? And what's most important? So what I've started to do to really start to work on the anxiety, because the anxiety, uh, Mel Robbins in the book, The Five Second Rule, says anxiety is just stress that we've let go uncontrolled for too mm -hmm. long. We've let it get out of hand. Because if you think about it, we don't feel anxious about the things that we're taking care of. No. Like if we're really at the point, you know, it's like, uh, oh, in my relationship, uh, do you feel anxiety about your relationship? No, we're very honest and open about communication. We have good boundaries and we feel great. And when we, when we get upset sometimes, but that's okay. And we have our ways of working through it. Cool. All right. Um, how's things with finances? Uh, do, are you feeling good there? Is, is, is that taken care of? No, it feels stressful and it feels out of control. I'm not really sure where money's going. I don't think I'm spending more than I'm right. making, but I'm not, I don't have a system. And then when we don't act... And this is something I did just literally like three days ago with my personal finances of like my first true financial management plan. Mm -hmm. It's like, I felt anxious about it for years, but it never was that bad. And there were times where it was getting bad. And I was like, oh, okay. And you know, I'd work on things or I'd talk to my brother who's a financial planner, make a plan for that moment, but not for the day to day. And now that I'm doing that, I'm feeling a lot of resistance because I'm contradicting an old identity. Well, an old habit too. An old habit and all, all of these things. And these habits are like our identity. We reinforce with our habits and then it start, they start to self-perpetuate. Yep. And I'm like, Brian, is that one you want? Because this is the core of my business. My, the core of my business focuses on habit reform and mindset shift. And it's like, so I was like, I've done it in so many areas. I've helped my clients in so many areas. Let's tackle this one. Let's tackle morning routines. Let's tackle finances. Like, let's go deeper in this game. And what I have realized is this piece. So one, remove the consequences. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get beaten. And that's the other thing. Us as entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, you, you're not, no one's going to come at you. No one's going to say anything. We do, we do tend to, to have the doomsday scenario triggered 100%. for every little thing. Right. Every little thing. Yeah. Every little thing. If I don't edit this podcast today, even though it's not set to launch for three months, but yeah. if I don't get it edited today and put it up, well, then my business is going to fail and I'm not going to be dedicated. And therefore, I'm just going to be down this downward spiral. And eventually, I'm going to have to quit. And I'm probably going to have to end up in a job that I don't want. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like versus like, oh, pause, stop. Um, I didn't edit it today. Cool. Do I have time tomorrow or do I have other priorities? Cool. Let me set that up and go. But here's the other thing. And I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this question. What did you love to do as a kid? Just like some random thing, like the things that you remember as a kid, just having a blast. Like for me, I love climbing on rocks. Mm -hmm. I love running around outside. I love the beach. I loved playing and using my imagination. 
I mean, these were all things that, and I did, I love watching movies with my family, with people yeah. important to me. So for you, what are some of the things that like as a kid you loved? I loved playing video games. I loved uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Um, I loved watching like Adventures in Babysitting, Home Alone, you know, those movies with my sisters and my cousins and they'd all come over and we just have fun and we play games. We had games that we would play mm -hmm. uh, with one another and it was, I loved the, the freedom of it, right? There wasn't anything holding me down or tying me to something. It was just my time to do yeah. whatever I wanted, whether it's games, movies, or just playing with my cousins. Those were things I looked forward to. You know, those mm -hmm. were things that nowadays, it's interesting. Now the thing about I'm like, nowadays, what is that like? Like, uh, I need to think about that. Uh -huh. I need to think about that. You know, it was really interesting. Was that, you know, a lot of my mentors say you need to play, you know, connect with your inner child, uh, do the things you love. Mm -hmm. And one thing that Sean Stevenson said is uh, parent your inner child, mm. because a lot of times it's like, you know, think about it, if you were a kid and you just ran the show. Yeah. You eat candy, ice cream and you stay up late and then you feel bad and then you do it again. Yeah. And it's yeah. like times we just have our adult versions of that, which is drink nine tequilas and eat 18 tacos. And it's like, <laughs> you know, so. It's like, woo, the inner child, I'm embracing it. It's like, yeah, but a quote I love is, don't enjoy today at the expense of tomorrow. It's from oh, that's Own the Day Own by Aubrey Marcus. Beautiful that's a quote. good one. Can you say that again? Uh, don't enjoy today at the expense of tomorrow. Because like for you and everyone listening, I want you to imagine right now, imagine a day where you enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. You knew that you were building yourself up to have the same type or a better day the next day. That you had moderation in healthy areas where you needed it. You cut out bad habits. Mm -hmm. You had embraced good ones. You had healthy relationships. You were open about your communication. You were honest. You were straightforward. You were taking action towards the things that really mattered in your life. And you made time to play and have fun and live in the moment. Because here's what I needed to learn. Last year, so one of the biggest things that I, like I said, as a kid, going to the beach was quintessential. And yes, we do say down the shore in Jersey. So we're going down the shore and it's like, you know, and everybody like talks about that in Jersey Shore. We did not go to where that show was filmed. That's a whole nother deal. But we would go down the beach and we would spend the whole day doing nothing. It was me, my family, my cousins, you know, and we would go and we just dig in the sand and then we just go and jump waves for hours and then we go get a Slurpee at 7-Eleven and then we come back and then it's like, you know, it was, it was nothing in the grand scheme. It's like, you know, what did you accomplish? What were your metrics for the day? Where's your to-do list? Zero, none. Yeah. Out in the sun, outside, one of my favorite places in the world. And so I said, if I, when I moved to California, one of my dreams is to live close to the beach. You know, I've been working towards this dream for years. Like since the first time I went to California, I said, one day I'm going to live there. And so people can see that and go, oh, Brian's there. He's got everything figured out. He's golden. That's why these conversations are so important. So they can see the battle so that we can, like everyone is fighting. It's the actual true story. It's the actual true story. Actual Not story. the right. Hollywood, Hollywoodized or glamorized story. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this or is the, real. Right. Yeah. Or the assumptions we make. Because oh. here's the danger of social media. We're, we're just assuming, we're assuming all kinds of things about the way people are living. And even if they put up the best pictures from the best places with the best people, they could be miserable. Yeah. 
Oh, that's why it's so important about cultivating, like you said, inside. Mm -hmm. So I said, when I moved to California, I want to live close to the beach. And, you know, people can talk about manifestation and all this. And I was targeting things and learning to get close. Where I live right now, where I'm sitting is a mile from the beach. Mm -hmm. A mile. And I can be there in about eight minutes driving, just swing by. Incredible, right? And so my first year, I move out here. And you would think, ah, oh, he's going to be there all the time. That's one of his happy places. Like, that's one of the places that re-energizes him and gives him, a, like, just energy That's for what life. I'm thinking. That's what I'm right. thinking. Guess how many times I went last year? Guess how many times I went by myself just because I wanted to? Uh, out of the... Out of the four, I'm, I'm guessing not so many. Zero? Yeah. Zero. Why? Well... Because I was saying to myself, I've got things to do. I've got big goals I'm working towards. I've got things that I need to accomplish. Yeah. And so, and I have accomplished some incredible things since we last spoke. Some, some dreams, some things came true that I never thought would. I, I made investments in myself. I took massive steps. And I'm proud of myself for those things. But how much of what I was doing outside of those like big experiences or those big moments was mm -hmm. I enjoying them very little. Really? Because I would leave work. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because of the way I was showing up. Mm. It's not fun to say it's not, it's not fun to be like, Oh, I wasn't uh, super stoked all the time, but I had this nagging feeling that I should be doing more. I can't rest. I got to keep yeah. going. I got to keep why? Because I had this identity that was telling me that I'm not good enough as I am. So I need to achieve more in order to be good enough for what, for people, for life, for what acceptance, you name it. It's an ongoing struggle. It's an ongoing struggle. And one, I, I went through a lot of probably 2017, 2017. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that, you know, when I came back to Baltimore and this isn't a knock against Philly, you know, it's not. It was a great place. I had some awesome friends. It was great. But I don't think it was the environment for me. And so when I came mm -hmm. back to Baltimore, it was a different shift. I was in a comfort zone um, where mm -hmm. I was able to take more time for myself. I was able to relax and enjoy, spend time with my cousins to, you know, do things I didn't do really in Philly. When I was in Philly, again, not a knock on Philly. This was on me. I was focused i was driven i was i had to do stuff and this was the best time to do it because i don't have distractions that's what i called it distractions when in 2018 uh -huh. those distractions that i was afraid of is actually what i think helped me enjoy my life more you know right it, it's it's a mindset mm -hmm. it really is when when we start saying the things that bring us joy and the things that make us happy are distractions and we'll enjoy them later when we're successful, yep. mm -hmm. all we're doing is we're setting ourselves up to arrive at a point and then say that same thing over and over. Cause that's yep. all I was doing. And I wasn't enjoying like life. I wasn't enjoying the moments. I did enjoy a lot of time. Sure. I'm not saying the whole year. It's like, but when I think about the over, like the percentage wise, it was more heavily weighted towards maybe not, it wasn't necessarily the, the anxiety or mm -hmm. depression or fear, those things. But it was, I always felt like I was in the wrong place. I always felt like I should be doing something else. It's interesting because you could always dress up, right? Everybody has dreams and things they want to accomplish, things and places they want to get to. And we dress it up mm -hmm. as that is what is going to solve the problem. And we get there, right? And we've dressed it up 
it is what it is, right? For you, it could have been, I'm in California, I'm by the beach, I've reached the epitome. But, you know, right. you can dress it up, but it doesn't mean it's going to be what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that well, it's, it's going to be what you need. Yeah. What's that? Right. Yeah. It's it's the idea mm-hmm. that I'll be happy when it's, it's destination fallacy or accomplishment yeah. fallacy is what I've heard it called is that I'll be happy when. And so you want to know what was one of the happiest days, not just of my time in California, but of my life very recently, because very recently within the past few years, I've had times where I had a full coaching practice. I had times where I was traveling around the world mm-hmm. with a job that paid me to have me traveling nonstop or globally. We well, flew business class. You also had that uh, speech you did, which was amazing with Sean right. Stevenson. It's like, so I was traveling nonstop. I got to speak on my mentor's stage and that video ultimately went viral. Mm-hmm. Gold cast. Guys, the link will be in the show notes. Yeah, which that that story, that was amazing. Like that was one of the one of the working towards something, taking time, putting in the effort sure. and working over time towards a goal. That was phenomenal. And then the goal cast and the, the virality was all unexpected results of taking action mm-hmm. and unneeded. So here's, here's a couple of things. Removing the consequences. One thing I said, removing the expectations is linked to that of like it, when this episode launches, if it doesn't get a thousand downloads within 10 minutes, I'll be, you know, it's yeah. like, again, we're removing the consequence, we're removing the expectation. It is what it we're is. We just take input mm-hmm. and then we respond to react. Doesn't mean we're blind to it. No. We just go, okay. Oh, that went great. All right. I wonder why. Let me see. Let me tweak. Let me go. You know, like, why did I feel great this morning waking up? Oh, these were the things I did. Let me try that again. And when it comes to our mental, physical, emotional states, it's a constant iterative process. And so... One of the happiest times recently for me was a day. So I've been going on some dates with a girl recently and she's incredible at living in the now. Okay. Incredible at it. Something that I have struggled with for most of my adult life. And one day she just said, uh, we've gone to church. I go to a Brazilian American church, which I love because they do service in Portuguese and English. So it takes me back to the time that I lived in Brazil mm-hmm. and I love Brazilian culture and all this. And we leave church and she goes, we should go to the beach just out of nowhere. You know, wasn't part of the plan or anything. I was like, I've been wanting to do that randomly. Just pick a day and just go every day since I've moved here and I've never done it. And we went and we sat on the beach for, for a few hours. And it wasn't like, you know, a, a, like a, like a warm hot. It was actually like in the evening or right. towards the late afternoon. We sat, we watched the sunset, we talked, we like hugged, it's, you know, we're like holding each other, we're watching the ocean, I go put my feet in the ocean. I'm like, and I just sat there and I'm like, this moment is perfect. Like, I wouldn't change a single thing. And so much clicked there where I said, as a kid, I used to love this, mm-hmm. but I to say that I needed to earn this as an adult. I started to say that these were excuses or these were distractions. When these things, these things that I do that I really love are some of the things that fuel, excite me and inspire me the most to be able to give the most to people. Like when I refill my tank, I have so, and and I feel it's overflowing. I have more to give versus I'm constantly drained, stressed. And then the work, because you and I both know how this can get, work can become, feel like a burden when it's all we're doing. 
versus, and also it can be harder to record a real engaging podcast about life when we're not living our own lives. And so in this time, and, and this girl that I've, I've been going on some dates with recently has been massive in helping me with this. We just, we, I'm like living in the moment much more. And I set smaller plans for the day. So here's, here's what I'm doing because the other thing is to remove the consequences, play the long game. Mm-hmm. Even people like Gary V, who everyone looks at, he's, he works 19 hours. You know, he works 25 hours in a 24 hour day. Like, and he's phenomenal. I don't want to be Gary. I admire his work ethic, but the reason he does it, and I remember hearing some uh, Aubrey Marcus talk about this, the reason he's able to do it is because he loves it. A lot of people don't love that type of work. They got to find what they love. And so that for me, I'm realizing, I'm like, I don't need to be playing somebody else's game. I need to play my game. So what if success doesn't come quickly? It's yeah. like, why does it need to? Well, so it's interesting that you say Gary Vee, because I think, you know, um, I admire him. I admire his work ethic. I don't want to be Gary V because exactly. I think a lot of people see Gary V. They see his success. They see his social stats. They see that he's making money and they think that's what happiness is. And we confuse mm-hmm. Gary V's happiness with our own happiness and the truth and what you just said. And what we need to realize is what is your definition of that? Don't confuse mm-hmm. your definition with Gary's definition. That works for him. It, it it doesn't work for me. I can't do 25 hours. You know, it's just, that's no. not in me. He lives, breathes, mm-hmm. and loves what he does. And that, he's good at it. That's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. He has a company. Right. He's built it up. He's put in the time. You know, I will probably get to that point, but it's not going to be at the expense of stuff. Because for me, right. that's not where my passion is. You know, I'm about that mm-hmm. chase. And that's that's the thing I wanted to talk about what you said is, you know, it's not about that destination. It's about enjoying the moments along the way. That's why this podcast has always been called Chasing Dreams, not the dream. Arriving at dreams. Arriving at <laughs> dreams. Or, you know, people are like, why are you saying chasing dreams? It just seems like you're going to keep on going and going and going. That's what I want you to do because that's where the passion is. That's where you have fun. And that's where I've had fun with doing all of this, having these conversations and stuff. But it, to your point, it's about finding the balance and doing all of it. Right. That's and, true. and if we enjoy the steps. Yeah. Because dreams, like imagine you had a dream to uh, climb Mount Everest, mm-hmm. right? And that was your dream and you worked for it and you prepped. You didn't enjoy any of the prep because you're like, my goal is to be at the top at the yeah. peak of Everest. And I'm going to work and I'm going to do everything. We'll make it happen all the whole way along the trip. You're climbing, you're doing all the crazy stuff they have to do yeah. to get up that mountain. You know, everyone else is enjoying it. They're like, look at the view. You're like, I don't have time. I need to get to the top. I, that's the goal. And people are like, hey, do you want to like eat? You're like, no, I don't have time to eat. I don't have time to hydrate. I need to get to the top. And then we get there and it's like, oh, by the way, you can only be up here for a few minutes uh, because the oxygen and stuff. So I, all right, did you you enjoy it? You know, all the years and the time and the money you've invested in in order to get here, was that, was it worth it? What a lot of people end up doing is that's how they live their life. They think retirement is going to be it. They think when they have a boat, they think it's going to be some external stuff. And for you and I, it's so much closer the happiness and the joy mm-hmm. yesterday, literally yesterday for the first time ever, I went to the beach by myself on a work day at night. Like I saw, so, so I had my day job and I went to my day job and, and I went and got my groceries. I did my meal prep for the week. And then I went to the beach and I also, I was like, you know what? I'm planning on recording that video for my new morning mastery program that's coming out. I'll do it at the beach at sunset. 
And so now instead of my work and my happiness and my joy conflicting, they were combining. And so I went and I enjoyed the sunset, incredible sunset. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did my video and then I'm like, I feel like having a beer, one of these pubs that's like right, right on the, the right by the beach. Nice. And I did. And then I went home and got a good night's sleep because I'm like, all right, you know what? I got an interview with Amy tomorrow morning and I'm stoked about this. So it's such an important lesson. And for everyone listening, I want them to realize one of the happiest days of my life came from sitting on a beach, a beach that is 10 minutes from where I live and just slowing down and stopping. And I went, this is perfect. I wouldn't want to change anything. Like, I don't need any more money. I don't need any more success or downloads or this or this to have this. This has been here the whole time. And when we can realize that and just start connecting, like there's a voice right here that all the time is going, hey, Amy, maybe go play some video games for a while. No consequences. You know what? Set one goal today instead of 17, knock that out, then play a little bit. And then if you want to do other stuff, great. Yeah. And when we can live like that way, it's like all of a sudden we start enjoying the days. Our, our content improves. We are more magnetic because... We are exuding the energy that we want to receive from the world because we are embracing it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's one thing I, you know, in telling people, um, having your stories, stories like yours and these kinds of lessons is important so that others can see it. Others can be inspired and start chasing their dream the way they are, the way we're suggesting, you know, healthily. um, And that will inspire other people. It just becomes a ripple effect. Right. Once you start doing it and mm-hmm. once people start to see you're doing it right and not the Hollywoodized, stylized, glamorous yeah. version of chasing dreams, because I think, you know, yep. in life, there's so many perspectives that we allow society to define for us. 100 percent. Yeah. And not for mm-hmm. ourselves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so glad you were able to come on and just share that, that in two years, in two and a half, three years that we've, you know, since we've last talked, that this is how it's kind of turned out for you. And you know, that it's still a process. It's honest. It's honest. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're like, you talk to him two years, two and a half years later, he's got to be done now. No. <laughs> no. That's not how it right. works, yeah, guys. Good point. Yeah, he got a viral video. He got on Goalcast. <laughs> and now, now he's in coast mode. And we think that. We think there's a point yeah. where we're going to arrive. Where we're, we're always happy and everything's easy. We don't, we as human beings, like, I know people who've gotten there. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to sit down with people who have gotten to the point who retired at 30 because they made so many millions and they thought that was the quintet, like that was, that was the happiness. Yeah. Right. And what they found was it became empty very quickly, just self-indulgence. And so what's important to realize is we as human beings love to overcome struggle. Yeah. But we often default into the struggles that are given to us versus choosing our struggle. Uh, one coach, one of my coaches said, you know, we choose our problems. Said either we choose the problems of having, you know, how do we get healthy food and meal prep and make sure we have good options, or we choose the problems of an unhealthy diet and going to the doctor a lot. We choose the problems of getting enough sleep or staying up late. Like we choose our problems. And so when we choose the struggle and the challenge we want to face, it's either do I want to choose to struggle at a job that I hate and just hate every day and everything about it, or do I want to find a job? that lifts me up and I'm surrounded by amazing people. Cause I'm not someone who says you have to be an entrepreneur or be unhappy. There's a lot of that out there. That's nonsense as well. Cause this is like you said, it's about choosing the dream you want to live and then chasing it. And the other piece is realizing that 
when we choose our struggle, we choose our challenge. You and I choose things that most people don't. We choose to learn how to edit. We choose that we to get a mic and get the boom and get everything set up yep. and that we yep. want to make sure that we got all this. And we choose that and it leads to other challenges. Yeah. But through those challenges, we learn, we grow, and we're able to share. And I think those are some of the most important and best aspects of life. I love, I love that in general. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been a big fan of Jim Carrey's quote, and I couldn't remember it previously, but it's, um, you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. And I'm yes. such a big proponent of that because you're right. You choose. We're choosing our story. Life is a choose your own adventure. I like that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Life is a choose your own adventure. Which path will you take? And that's, we can't tell you because it has to come from within. You have to make that decision and you have to deal with the pages you find after you start reading. Mm -hmm. It is. When the beauty, it's a choose your own adventure that isn't fully written yet. Yeah. Because there's some stuff. Sure. You're going to choose. All right. Go to page 62 or go to this or that. But there's stuff missing that you got to fill in. Yep. And then realize you've been writing this book the whole time and you can choose the way it goes and you can choose when to, like Joe Rogan says, be the hero of your own story. Mm-hmm. And you lowest point as a launching ground to kick off because you say, I'm done with this and it's time for a change. Yeah, That can be a moment in any day or any page. And as you're writing this book, at any moment, you can say today's the day and it can be. And how many people start off with, this is going to be the end. I know what the end is. And then find that the uh, end is nowhere near what they wanted it to be. Don't mm-hmm. know. Don't know. The, bo- don't. the book I'm listening to right now, yeah. it, again, some part of not, the reason I'm referencing it because I've been listening to it the past couple of days. Um, he says, realize you don't know nearly as much. And he says, the more that we pursue certainty, yeah. the more unhappy we become. That's deep. Because... Because when we want to be right about everything, that means we have to stop opening our mind to new ideas, new perspectives, and like, hey, maybe I'm wrong about this. So rather than pursue certainty, he said, pursue doubt. Ask questions. I wonder if going to the beach will make me happy. Instead of, I know I need to be here and working, not at the beach. And when I flip that, without even knowing that paradigm yet, Mm -hmm. I had one of the best days of my life. And I also know now, so I'm doing it even more. See, I love that. I love that. Brian, thank you, man, for coming back, touching point. I always love having you on the show, man. I love catching up with you. And you are doing some amazing things. Guys, the notes and links will be in the show notes. You're going to have to watch that gold cast. Beautiful story, by the way. You did. Thank you. Kicked butt. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. Seriously, I did. It was an amazing Mm -hmm. um, presentation. It was amazing talk. And rightfully deserved uh, a goal cast. So um, I was I was stoked to see that. So don't worry. We will keep in touch. And you're going to have to come back and share with us in a few years how things are going again, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's stories about things that have transpired in these past two years that we can touch on. The journey to get from never having met Sean Stevenson mm-hmm. to speaking on his stage and having that speech turn into goal cast is something I I love talking about. And it's hard to even believe, but it's something that's, it's a manifestation of when you believe differently and take on common action, incredible things can happen. So I'd like, hey, you let me know when you're, uh, you're ready for another ginger interview and I'll be back on. Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Amy. Guys, isn't Brian amazing? He's doing phenomenally. 
And, you know, we were able to catch Brian for a smaller, more intimate behind the scenes interview that you can find over on our YouTube channel at amyj21.com slash YouTube. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We answered some questions and we did a rapid fire. So be sure to check that out. That link will be on the show notes page. And you can also find the show notes and all the links that we mentioned over at amyj21.com slash episode 186. That's episode 186. All right, Dream Chasers. Until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.